Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Thinks. We're back, man. Episode 305. Yes, sir. You, you, you hear yourself good in the mic? Yeah. All right. You hear me? Yep. All right, cool. Let's get rocking. Mm-hmm. It sounded a little bit, uh, I don't know, but it sounds good to me. Fuck it. Let's roll. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get right into it. Uh, there's a content creator named Drew Walls. Um, he's a TikTok guy. And this guy just was posting videos of him going to TikTok. He got a lot going to TikTok, going to Target. Mm-hmm. He was getting a lot of shit for it, you know, but he was posting his, uh, he would get like, uh, what do you call that that holds the camera? Tripod. Tripod, yeah. He put his tripod down, then he would park, then he'd get out, grab the tripod, walk inside a, a Target, and then put the tripod there and then walk back out. And people were cracking jokes on this guy. They were he was like, just setting up his shots. He just setting his shots up. And they've been mm-hmm. doing this shit for a long time. A lot of uh, get ready with me. You know, freaking YouTube people been doing this shit for years. Yeah. But they made fun of this guy. Like, look at this grown ass man doing this. Just a bunch of people on the Internet killing him. Mm-hmm. And in order to give you a little bit of insight on this, uh, let me go ahead and pull up a TikTok that I seen that was actually very interesting that describes this pretty well. Here we go. About this. If you're on social media at all, you know who this guy is. His name is Drew Walls, and he just posts videos of him going to Target. But the internet was absolutely frying this man for just going into Target, setting up a tripod, and shamelessly recording in public. The entire internet bullied this guy for over a month. There was a time where every time I logged on to whatever app it was, somebody was just flaming this guy. So that entire time he was getting bullied by the internet, what did he do? He said, fuck the haters. I'm going to keep posting. And that's pretty much exactly what he said yesterday after he posted this. But why would he post this? Well, just a few short hours after that tweet, Drew posted his partnership with the NFL. The NFL paid this man a few thousand dollars to make a target run and just say he was getting ready for the Texans and Ravens game. And on Instagram, even ESPN and SportsCenter posted it themselves. The moral of the story here is that Drew didn't give a fuck what Chad and Brad from Delta Phi Omega in Omaha, Nebraska had to say about his target run content. This man took 30 straight days of bullying, weathered the storm, didn't get paid a dime, maybe a little bit from the creator fund, and then ended up getting a partnership with the NFL. Don't stop posting content just because you get a few mean comments. If you show up every day and be consistent, you will win. I can't believe more people. That goes to show you, okay? Don't listen to people, man. Just do you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a person's making fun of you for trying to better yourself or to create content, I mean, what's their plan for their life? Do they just want to retire at 70 years old like everyone else? Mm-hmm. Or do they want to take a shot at life? <clears throat> like me and Keith are up here every week, and we do this because we love it, yeah. right? I'm sure there's some people that listen and are like, oh, my God. They're still doing that little podcast over there. They're still mm-hmm. doing that. You still working that little job, motherfucker? Yeah. You still working that job they haven't given you a raise at for years? Mm-hmm. You still at a place where you're unappreciated? Do you Are you still in that relationship, this garbage you've been in for years? How about you worry about how to fix your shit? Mm-hmm. This guy is just posting content, and he was getting hell. I'm talking about legitimate bullying, internet mm-hmm. bullying. Mm-hmm. There was one motherfucker that... Seen Drew Walls in the parking lot and was like, oh, man, look at this dude, man. He a grown-ass man. I can't believe he doing this. So you think it's lame for him to post that content, but you turned him into content. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. <laughs> you, he was literally recording Drew Walls going through him pulling the tripod. Look, he pulling the tripod out. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Bro, the internet has a hater culture. See, the here's the sad thing for some people. 
the only thing the internet will rem- the only thing that you will leave behind is a legacy full of negative bad comments on the internet when you die just think about that a lot of us are not promised to make it outside of this year mm-hmm. it's 2024 in january a lot of us may not make it out of this year and if you over here talking shit about somebody and you're making fun of them you're gonna die and that's gonna be the last thing people remember you from from being a hater do better yeah there's one on here that says setting up your camera for a target run uh, lmao with the crying crying face Ain't no one trying to see your target run. Uh, 13.5 uh, likes on that. The other one has 35.4 thousand likes on that. But all they did was drive traffic. All they did was create more traffic, and the NFL said, hey, this guy is getting a lot of, tra- lot of traction. And by the way, the Internet is very specific on who they allow to market for them. So they said, this guy is literally just being normal. Yeah. Like this dude is literally not hurting anybody. He's not being mean to anybody. He's not being malicious. He literally is just going to Target Mm -hmm. to show him like getting products. Mm -hmm. And people hate him for that. Fuck it. Let's give him a deal. I would say, as one person on there, she says, I wish I could do this. But, and she said, I wish I can do this. My anxiety won't let me. So, um, I think, you know, there are those haters and he might have inspired a few people oh yeah to actually like set up their camera set up their phone and just record content because <laughs> one one comment that i did see that was funny was like somebody said uh you know um recording target runs looking like ghosts is wild you look like ghosts from power for the ones that have seen that show power so. the thing about it though is all you got is comments you ain't got no content yeah you could post these comments that make people laugh you could make one post, but it's probably the only post you got on your whole TikTok, uh, Instagram, anything, making fun of people. Mm-hmm. But like, make like Jesus and Meryl turn them cracking jokes on people into content. That's why yeah. they stuck around for so long. It's because they was on Twitter when Twitter was popping, and then they transitioned into a show. People didn't even know that they was black. Mm-hmm. Like they, they literally nobody know what they looked like until they popped up. Yeah, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers don't know you, bro. Like, mm-hmm. people don't know you. Like, me and Keith got the balls to show our face on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, we pop up every week with a new episode. Mm-hmm. So, we've been doing this since 2018. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to bore you guys with this. I just want to let y'all know, if you are creating content in any capacity, don't let your raggedy ass uncles, moms, cousins, grandma, whoever, they're not doing anything worth bragging on. So fuck them, man. Just do what you need to do. Yeah. And then when you when you become successful from doing it, they're gonna they're gonna swear that they supported you the whole time. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times I'm not gonna say everybody because I I hate like these generalizations. Like sometimes people just think you can think the content is trash. Like if you see this guy walking through Target, um, yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine to think it's trash. But I will say that I think that there are some people. Like the girl said, where she said, "I wish I could do this, but I got anxiety." I, I, I do think that there are some people that are on TikTok that kind of wish they had the, the comfort level, wish they had the ability to, you know, put any sort of consistent content together. But it's also much easier just to hate. So, you know, they just kind of sit behind a phone and, and uh, talk about 
people, you know, in that way, like disparaging ways, people that are out, actually out here doing content, you yeah. know, you know, because there, there's a little bit of that, you know, sometimes like there's somebody that's um, critiquing a movie or hating on a movie and they wish that they could act. They wish that they had the balls to go to auditions and they wish that they had the uh, skill or the patience to write a script or, you know, they wish that they could rap, you know, the people, right. those people that hate on Drake or something like that that actually are rappers and you like, dog. Like, Come on, man. Yeah. Most Def, he lost me with that shit. Uh-huh. I'm a fan of Most Def, but I wasn't a fan of that <laughs> comment about Drake. And you don't have, Drake It doesn't have to be your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But when you say that he's a, a you listen to shopping, that's being reductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like you're you're speaking in a reductive tone about Drake, and that's just fucking corny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, like I, I'll say, uh, I don't really respect the OnlyFans shit. That's not really content to me. But at the same time, that's just me because, in a way, they got to be kind of brave to do that. If I'm being honest, they naked, they naked, and they having sex, sucking kind of sucking cocks and whatnot. Yeah, and you know what? Somebody's got to fuck on camera, right? Yeah, somebody. It's just a new platform. It's just a new platform to do it. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to go out there and um, somebody's got to take a load to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for OnlyFans to get a Super Bowl commercial. That'll be crazy. That's going to be crazy. No, no, it'd be like this. Now, here it goes. Super Bowl commercial. Are you watching porn all by yourself? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Those be the worst... I don't know who created those porn ads or those porn commercials. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm just trying to beat my meat and get out of here. <laughs> Turn these goddamn commercials off. Yeah, you don't need no ads before. Especially you don't spend all this time trying to pick the perfect pick the right video. thumbnail, whatever the case may be, and then you got to see an ad. All of a sudden, an ad pop up. Are you jacking off again? Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> Can you just please get this in the ad be like 35 seconds? Yeah, like, come I ain't on. tired of jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, I'm not. That's <laughs> why <So> I'm here. <laughs> oh, man. They be lying. Do you want to find hot milfs in your area? <laughs> it's like, man, ain't no hot milfs out in Bakersfield, man. Lead us nah, well, that's, as that's a true. kid, as a kid, you would for sure fill out that whole application. Yeah, they didn't got they all done your, stole your Yeah, they done stole your whole social security number, everything, because you wanted to meat hot milfs oh man <laughs> it'd be too and it's always like the the website <laughs> is always like um like tangential to like adjacent to like uh different different uh social media apps already yeah you know it's like dickagram or like <laughs> sex book <laughs> you know what I mean? fuck book <laughs> yeah oh that's hilarious <laughs> Oh man, that yeah. I don't know what asshole, what nerd, or whoever created them damn porn ads, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Would do you? Would you like a thick Latina to hang out with you tonight? You're like, of course, but I don't have one right now. <laughs> yeah. She won't be here till Saturday. Yeah. So on Tuesday, I got to beat my meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, switching gears. The brick lady. Um. Uh, charged in Houston for alleged false claims. I'll go down uh, who the brick lady is. We mentioned a lady that uh, alleged that she was hit by a brick and a bunch of men did not help her after she was hit or assaulted with the brick. And we talked about this some months ago. And I, and I said that it sounded fishy and I don't think it's right to just jump on the story. And, uh, you know, before we get all the information. 
Now, here we are in January, and she is about to get charged. Mm. And I'm reading here, Brick Lady charged in Houston for alleged false claims. Folks, this is why you can't just jump on the bandwagon. Like, I, and the narrative going around was that that was really bothering me was that like black men don't defend black women and yeah. you know they just we're getting a beat up and assaulted and black men don't help us and I'm like this is not okay mm-hmm. like this broad generalization is is insane now there's some generalizations that hold water like women not apologizing you, <laughs> women don't apologize they just give you like a peace offering like <laughs> would you like some hummus or, you know, <laughs> would you like some I like an apology Amber okay <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, this one is, uh, yeah, this is bad. Now, a woman is facing felony theft by deception charges after collecting over $40,000 to a GoFundMe account over an alleged false claim. Rhoda Osman, 33, is accused of falsely claiming she was hit with a brick after not giving a man her number in southwest Houston in sept- on September 3rd. The incident went viral after she took the, to her Instagram Live to share what happened. Uh, Houston police responded to reports of aggravated assault. Um, Police say say Osmond was visibly under the influence and irate after a night out with a friend. The original report, Osmond said she was walking. An unknown man hit her with the brick. Uh, This was after she refused to give him her number when he asked for it. She also told police that she ordered an Uber and thought the driver was trying to kidnap her when she got into the car with him. See, people like this, you can't trust them, okay? They got to just every, every, like they're a victim in every single incident, like everything going on. Like when I heard this, it's just like when we heard um, Jesse Smollett, his story. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we first talked about it on the pod, we were very like neutral about it. But then I mentioned like, it's pretty gay, uh, pretty gay. It's pretty weird <laughs> that this guy called himself the gay, gay Tupac. Tupac. Mm-hmm. When he called himself the gay Tupac, I was like, wait a minute, man. Your credibility just dropped a notch. Yeah. Cause you're you're trying to I don't know what Seth you're trying to do. Seth looked very performative. He went for it's very performative. You just turned into Martin Luther Queer out of nowhere. Damn, and I don't know what the fuck Martin is going Luther on. Queer. <laughs> I have a dream that one day, I mean one gay that <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther Queen. Martin Luther Queen. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. But yeah, man, stop, stop, literally supporting people out loud on social media i think it's okay to allow situations to develop and also if you do have some support towards somebody it it could be in private it doesn't have to be all over the place mm-hmm. like you don't have to do that it's just like with politics we've oversaturated the internet with like i'm 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 a democrat i'm mm-hmm. a lifelong democrat i'm a republican who cares motherfucker mm-hmm. who cares everything that goes on like these these <clears throat> These libtards, and then you got the Democrats over here with motherfucking blue hair and and short they, hair, short hair. They got titties and dick at the same time. Damn. Like God damn, <laughs> like both sides of the aisle just so tone deaf and out of touch. <laughs> this it was it, it was nothing like this when I was a kid. This mm. shit is off the charts. Yeah, it's like come on, man. You got people. Somebody posted on the internet: If you've been silent about Palestine and Israel, then we can't be friends. It's like. Bye. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with y'all, man? Yeah, that, that's nothing it, wrong. It's with like biblical. Silent. It's like biblical implications on our or things on that whole conversation piece. I don't have the knowledge to even be talking about 
Israel mm-hmm. and Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with just kind of, you know, praying, you know, what do you call that? Uh, what is that? Kendrick Lamar? Uh, what is it? Thoughts and, I know, no, thoughts said, and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, much better off timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like. That's a good bar. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it does for, you know, said celebrity to say something about Palestine and Israel. Um, if if somebody could explain to me what, you know, the actor or the actress or whatever posting on their social media or spreading the, the information, if they could tell me, like, what it does, you know, like, um, directly what it does to what's going on over there then i i would i would be i would be willing to listen um but outside of that i I just don't i don't know enough and you Mm -hmm. know i I am kind of you know my life is consumed by some other stuff i got i got a lot going on and not to dismiss what they got going on i'm just saying like it's a lot going on in the world uh yeah it's a lot going on in the world but it's a lot going on in my life i'm dealing with life because i don't know how much life i have to live and i can't consume my life with your life yeah i've got things i'm working on man i can't be doing that i'm either at work or doing a podcast, or trying to find a way to expand on what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and and they and they can say, well, that's just selfish. Well, you have to have an element of selfishness in order to move forward in life. I don't need to be stuck in someone else's despair. I've had enough despair in my own life over the over the past 38 years. I don't need to sulk in someone else's. Yeah, people. I've seen like people, and these are like, you know. U.S. citizens that have no connection to Palestine or Israel, right? Outside of maybe you know a friend from L.A. that has right. family heritage there, or something like that, right. and maybe like up in arms, you know, like yeah. I can't believe this is going on and all this stuff. How I'm they like, do it? I can't believe this is going <laughs> on. <laughs> I was like, dog, y'all like y'all be worried about some stuff that ain't got nothing to do insane, with insane man mm-hmm. yeah yeah you just you're overly invested without enough information mm-hmm. i think what happens too is is the internet will tell you what's important and then when you subscribe to that you're literally you're going you're going step for step with what's on the internet mm-hmm. let me tell you something while everybody is getting stuck on palestine and israel there's is someone else being oppressed right now that you don't even know about yeah there's somebody being oppressed in a way that's so wild that mm-hmm. it's it's like you wouldn't even believe it's happening. Yeah. You know how much sex trafficking is going on? You know how much like literal death is happening all over the world? We can't control that. Yeah. A lot of times you got to throw your hands up and say, hey, look, man, I'm praying for anybody being oppressed. Good night. Yeah. Because otherwise, all you're going to do you're literally going to have it's going to be a sensory overload. You're mm-hmm. going to you're consuming so much digital information mm-hmm. that it's keeping you up at night and it's making you get on the internet and argue with people and you arguing with people that's pro Israel, Israel arguing with people that's pro Palestine mm-hmm. and then people that are liberal and then people that are conservative mm-hmm. and then, then people that like the Cowboys and then people that like the Niners yeah. and then people like pineapple with pizza and people that hate pineapple with pizza. You arguing with everybody. Yeah. You need to turn that fucking phone off. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just it's just so much going on. I think that we live in this world where we think that the internet is so massive. Right. We think that the internet is so big, you know, like 
We think that everybody should know who Mr. Beast is. We think that everybody right. should, you know, listen to the Dave Chappelle special. Everybody exactly. should have watched this movie and all this stuff. And we, it's just a small, like, small fraction of the however many billions of people that are around the world. 100%. Yeah. There, and there was, like, these hypothetical conversations that happen that are creating a wedge between men and women on the internet. It's so ridiculous. You'll hear these platforms from women like, you know, if he can't take you here and he can't give you 5000 on the first date or and this and that, this weird shit, or to be fresh and fit, like, if she's not submissive and she's not going to allow you to cheat, then you need to get rid of her. Because as men, we have primal urges and we need to have four to mm-hmm. five women each time. It's like, bro, <laughs> these hypothetical and these other conversations, they're just not real. Mm-hmm. And men and women are arguing over this. And they're allowing the internet to bleed into society. You got a bunch of scared men and women out here that are scared to really like love each other. Mm-hmm. Now, in society, men and women don't have any problem fucking each other. That's easy. People are still getting pregnant. People are still fucking. But people are not staying married anymore. People are breaking up all the time. And it's just it's, it's like a perpetual cycle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with how the internet has influenced us. We don't influence the internet. We allow it to influence us. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing about it is the worst people on the fucking internet have the loudest voices. Mm-hmm. It's the most bitter, sorry, angry-ass women that get on the fucking internet that are terrible. And it's the most dysfunctional, nerdy, fucking weirdo, crazy men that get on the internet that have information. Mm-hmm. Man, I've heard some shit that Fresh and Fit said. I'm like, bro, y'all motherfuckers is tripping. Yeah. Y'all tripping, man. Like, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be like um, he was arguing with some girl in there. She was like an OnlyFans model or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, bitch, if I didn't want you here, I'm going to have it. I'm like, bro, if you talking about being masculine, yelling and screaming at women, calling them bitches, ain't nothing masculine about that. Yeah. But it's just this is what this is what we've become. We've become like a nation of people controlled by media. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm gonna bleed all this back in and come back to the original topic, which is the brick lady. Um, this is no different than all of it. It's it's literally it's just like the Jonathan Owens and uh freaking Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to grab on the shit and like make it ours. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the night, Jonathan Owens is fucking Simone Biles. We're not we're not fucking her. Mm-hmm. Like what are we like what is what is our obsession with wanting to how do I say what is our obsession with wanting to own these topics and these people man mm-hmm. it's so it's so strange to me man and I think I've lived enough life to see this shit happen enough where I just I'm beyond concerned I don't even know how we can get control of our how we can control our own minds again mm-hmm I don't know, man. Um, it's too late. Yeah, can't control nothing. Everybody is just, you know, this the way that um, apps, news, um, yeah, entertainment, media, it's all kind of curated in a way where like we we don't have that much control. You know, like when we, whatever app we open, we don't control what we see. You know, yeah, we yeah. can say that we don't want to see this anymore. We don't want to mm-hmm. see that. But I've I've seen like certain things where you know it's like if you see something on your time and you be like dang like what the heck is this and what then you be doing like here? dang i don't want to see this and then right. it still pops up because you clicked on it to see what was going on mm, so yeah it, it's one of those things where um 
you know, we ain't in, we ain't in control of nothing. They're, you know, they're sending us stuff that they think that we might like, but at the end of the day, um, they're they're the ones, the algorithm, you know, the the, the formula that they put yeah. together in, inside the the coding or whatever is actually in control of of what's going on. What's crazy is is this is when it comes to you know the social media, especially for the podcast. Um, I don't follow anything that's lust lustful on there. Mm-hmm. There was a time where when Instagram was first popping off. Instagram has a thing where they are overrepresenting like the most beautiful women in the world with the biggest titties and the biggest asses and smaller waist. Like they are overrepresented on the internet. And I think this is toxic and it's poisonous for women and men. You're giving men a bunch of pornographic images to look at. And even though these girls aren't naked, they like are in leggings that are up their ass, skin tight, fucking uh, camel toe showing, titties bouncing and stuff. And then women are seeing this, and this is causing body dysmorphia and issues where women are getting BBLs and fake and fake lip injections and breast implants. Like this shit is it's affecting people. Mm-hmm. I don't follow any of that shit. Mm-hmm. None of it. Mm-hmm. I don't because at one time I was following a bunch of just a bunch of trash. Mm-hmm. Like I was and then I was getting called out on it too. Cause I remember years ago, it'd be like pages that you would like a picture and then it would show everybody what you followed on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It'd be like Eddie likes big booty Mexican women mm-hmm. or Eddie <clears throat> big juicy black asses followed by Eddie. Yeah, I remember that. That shit is embarrassing. It's like outing people. Yeah, it's outing people for liking mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But I like it and then uh I forgot people would comment or laugh like what what kind of stuff are you into, man? How did you feel when people was like when people seen that you was like at first at, at first I, honestly there was a part of me that i was like whatever at first because i was like everybody else is doing it too type shit mm-hmm. but it's not about everybody else it's about you mm-hmm. your life is about you how you conduct yourself is about you mm-hmm. and i was doing the same thing on on instagram mm-hmm. like j- just all these extremely fit tight big booties all over the internet women from brazil and you have like a 0.00.5% chance of ever meeting these women in real life, but they're overrepresented on your page. You got to stop following this. Mm-hmm. Not because women aren't beautiful, but you need to start looking at women that you really got action at. Not these girls. <laughs> stop following them. Yeah. You know that girl at the gym that went and got a little bit of gut, but she got a nice booty and she got a pretty smile? Mm-hmm. Go talk to her. Mm-hmm. You never going to see that Brazilian girl on the internet. You never going to see her. But that girl at the gym that's been smiling at you for a week, go talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Even like if even the um we're just poison, man. You mm. gotta start. I was this is this is satire here. But you gotta start changing the porn you watch, man. <laughs> Stop watching like you gotta start watching porn with like women Realistic that you realistic porn. Yeah, like the woman you seen at the coffee shop. Like that's the type of porn you should watch. Yeah. Like the barista at Starbucks or something. Yeah. Her teeth a little crooked. Yeah, teeth a little bit crooked. She got yeah. a little little bit of gut on her. Yeah. She might have like a, a bad tattoo on her butt or something like that. Yeah. A little cellulite. A little bit of cellulite, you know. <laughs> Stomach look like one of them oatmeal cookies. <laughs> 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 but I mean, these are the chicks you're going to have sex with in real life. They're mm-hmm. just regular everyday women and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like these, all these girls with these big asses and stuff, they've kind of skewed the view of how people look, not just women. Mm-hmm. It skewed everyone's view. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, 
it's just not normal. It's men out here that's super insecure because they watch way too much porn. It's not normal to have a 12-inch penis, man. That's not normal. Yeah. We we have to, and this is, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, man. But it all, if you wrap it all up, we have to stop allowing these platforms and the internet um, either to make us jump to the conclusions or to just play into how we uh, behave in everyday life, man. We mm-hmm. got to take our lives back. Yeah. I think it's also okay to be concerned about people's well-being. Um, yeah. But we just have to be able to wait for information. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we jump to conclusions on certain things, whether Absolutely. it was this situation or Jesse Smollett or Jonathan Majors or all these different things. Um, and we don't really wait on we don't really wait on the details. You know, even with Diddy, you know, this is he had a um, a settlement, but you know, even him reaching the settlement it didn't really say it didn't really say anything you know obviously we can come to a conclusion based off of you know our own narrative but you know at the end of the day there hasn't been anything that has came out that says he has literally done this thing right yeah we just got to be mindful of uh you know what we consuming and just also understanding like who are we who or what are we being influenced by? A hundred percent. And uh, starts to take a more objective stance in these situations. There, there's some people that follow the podcast. Great people, man. And and uh, what do you call that? Like the people you may know or or like the things that people that you know are liking. Mm. And then you click on the picture and it shows the same people. Mm. And it's all these like images of big asses all over the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, brother. Just cake. Just ass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or, and I don't even know how some of these pages stay on there. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to start banning this stuff. I think they. I think that Instagram is on its way out, too. think so? Yeah. I think that it's it's coming to, like, there's going to be a new app within the next year. Mm-hmm. I say within the next year because Instagram, there's no way it's going to keep. There's going to be this next new thing with a different feature on it. But I think that they need to manage it this time. They, they There should be no OnlyFans links. None. Mm-hmm. Like that. Once they allow the OnlyFans links and all of that, and also me and Keith know what we're talking about, but there's this one person specifically that every picture now just got nothing but porn stars on it. <laughs> there's nothing but porn stars pop up. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, brother, a content creator. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, man, <laughs> all right. There's yeah. gonna come a time where all that, all the, all the honey, the, the honey train's gonna run out. Yeah, a lot of people are like, you know, the, the doing the OnlyFans stuff. Man, God bless you. But once they pull the plug on that shit, oh boy, that's gonna be a bad yeah. time. Yeah, I just think it's very short sighted. I think it's it's cool. Um, you know, I think that some of those people, even you know, um, adult entertainers, they have kind of come to the understanding that their life will probably be never really be normal mm-hmm. you know like certain certain adult actors they they understand that they're not going to ever have the traditional relationship and you know especially if they're active like it, it causes a lot of issues in their relationship and you know the the man tries to control it like hey you don't need to do this anymore like kind of thing um so it's just, I, I guess it's one of those things, like, I think we make a lot of decisions decisions in life that um, that uh, have a lot of ramifications. And I guess for anybody that jumps on there, I just hope they understand that that's, like, that's the reality of it. Because there are 
people here locally that have OnlyFans and they also mm-hmm. have like kids and stuff like that. So yeah. there's going to be that time when your son is mm-hmm. around the fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. when they start to get access to like certain things and they start to get real curious. And mm-hmm. um, I know that I like some of my friend's moms growing up like, oh, she kind of she kind of looked good. Mrs. Such and such looked good. You know what I mean? So imagine if we had the access of a, you know, of the only, they, your parent, your mom's only fans. That'd be page. crazy. Yeah. And you don't know Miss McDuffie used to have ass back in the day. Miss McDuffie got dump cake. Miss <laughs> <laughs> McDuffie was a porn star in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Back Dang. in the day, Miss McDuffie was like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Can you imagine the 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 like the actual writing and the, the the writing for pornos in the seventies? Yeah, like you a bad mother scooter. <laughs> Bust a fat nut right on. Oh, you sure do got a chocolate ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that ass is jamming. You said what? I said that ass is jamming. That ass is dynamite. Start <laughs> 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 pop locking and shit. <laughs> oh man, that is so crazy. Everybody, give it up for Keith, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish we had a. I wish we had a fucking. Um, I wish we had one of those. I told you about it. One of those oh, sound, sound effects. Boards. Yeah. Because right now I would have been like, swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? Swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? I, I got. We got to get a soundboard with Diddy on it saying something. Oh gosh. Like, be the light, man. You gotta be the light. I guess P Diddy just uh, turned down an invite to the Grammys. He was nominated. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think they're just kind of like trying to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. I I would almost 100% um guarantee that they wouldn't have had him there anyways. Mm. I just I don't I don't see that. The nomination probably came before the whole Cassie stuff came out. Mm. That's just that's just mess. That's real messy. They don't want that at they, the Grammys. Yeah, they probably they probably saying that he they probably saying he turned it down but they probably didn't want him there. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I think happens. Yeah, I know because if it was up to him, he probably would go. Just to make it, just yeah. to make it normal, PR like, purposes. To, yeah, just to make it seem like he really outside. I think he gonna sit down for a few years. I think this will boil over. Um, I think there will still be people that you know refuse to support him. But I think that two years or so, um, if no more, you know, nothing more comes out. It's, I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna stop now, man. It's getting. It's more cases that popped up after that. Yeah, but no, nothing's really st- stuck. Um, I think mm. the only thing that would bring him down at this point, because he already, the biggest one, he was in the relationship with Cassie. So mm. the biggest one, he already settled. So that information is never going to see the light of day. It's probably some files somewhere, um, you know, in some Los Angeles courtroom with the Sharpie putting over, put over people's names mm. and information and stuff like that. So all that all that stuff is, is, is long gone. But I think that... Um, the only thing that I think would change is if uh, Keefe D, I think if he, if, um, if he, he gets like a lighter, si- yeah, he gets a lighter sentence by, mm-hmm. you know, giving more details and more evidence. I think that that, that could change 
changes the course of history. If KVD come up dead, boy. <laughs> yeah. If he come up, something hurting. Because you got to realize anybody with that much money like P. Diddy can make people go away. Yeah. You know but he's been he's kind of been around talking for a while. So he, he posted a video. I shared it with you. He's like, yo, I'm getting tired of people putting, you know, putting all this bad energy on my name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck that, yo. I got to come out and say, like, yo, regardless, be the light, man. Be the light when it's dark. And it's like, nigga, shut the fuck up. It's too late, man. Don't try to post one of these celebrity motivation videos. Oh, I hate those so bad. It's too late. Is uh, this when 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 celebrities come out with these little corny videos like whatever you do, man, don't stop, man, keep working. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, shut the fuck up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mm-hmm. good advice. I just think that for whatever reason, I think celebrities have like. I don't know if it's like they a, have an amplified view of themselves and they feel like everything they say is a banger. Not I, that's not really my point of view. My point of view is that like I don't even know why they're doing it. Like we want to right. see entertainment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not I'm not um when I, you know, look at Drake, I want to hear music. When I see J. Cole, mm-hmm. you know, I want to hear music and you know, sometimes we care like about their interviews and their mm-hmm. journey and stuff like that, but you know, I don't I don't want to hear like the the Grammy Award winning yeah. songwriter waking up every day and being like, hey, man, this is what you got to do to be successful. You Bro, know? you got to understand something because I've seen this from I've seen this firsthand. People that come across some success all of a sudden think they become motivational speakers and they get on the Internet because they have an amplified view of oneself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. this is what they do mm-hmm. with me. I've had to learn. That when I don't have anything that important to say, just be quiet at times, mm-hmm. right? But or when, if 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 it's not really offering value. But I've seen people I know. I'm not gonna say who, but it's many many years ago. Uh, there's a company I worked for back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I will say. And there was some things going on back then um, that was kind of shady with them, and. They built wealth out of that, and a lot of drivers got inconvenienced. The company pretty much shut down, and then now I see this guy on the internet, and this dude is like, put God first, keep God first, and this and that. And I'm like, well, how about you pay the drivers their money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is I've seen people do things like this, and they leave out the point where somebody got squashed for that to happen sometimes, mm-hmm. and- that ain't right. Yeah, it's not right. That that ain't right. When you know, when you know the person doing it, mm-hmm. like when you really know the person doing it, and it's like, okay, all yeah. right, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, yeah. Saying? Yo, I'm like, like my thing is, I'm not in, I'm not saying no names, but when you go from having almost a hundred trucks, and now you got like ten because of how much dirt was going on over mm-hmm. there. You know, <laughs> put God first, huh? Put God first, right? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on, man. End up going to fuck around and get a cease and desist letter. Uh, 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 uh. Switching gears. Uh. Bakersfield's police Bakersfield's police car spotlights too powerful. Driver says he was flashed temporarily blinded. Okay. <coughs> Have any of you guys listening to the podcast, have you ever been driving at night and the police just hit you with a spotlight and you was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. This was what happened to the driver. Basically, the driver was going on a turn, and the cop hit him with that super highlight, and it fucked his eyes up and almost disoriented him. And this has happened to me before. Yeah. I was getting off of work. It probably was like maybe in August, probably. And I was about to go park in my complex, and a cop did a U-turn and came in the complex and hit me with the high beam. And I had the window down because it was pretty warm outside. I had my work clothes on. And I said, hey, man, turn that fucking light off, right? Mm-hmm. And I said that impulsively, which, you know, I don't want to be mean to the police. However, you've got no reason to be flashing me in my face at, like, fucking 1130 at night, bro. Mm-hmm. I said, man, turn that fucking light off. Get that light out of my face. And then the cop just turned his light off and drove away, mm-hmm. Right. But if the cop said, hey, watch your mouth, you don't control my motherfucking speech, mm-hmm. motherfucker, okay? I respect your job, but you need to respect citizens that are minding their fucking business. If you don't have a legitimate reason to be flashing that light on people, you need to stop, mm-hmm. okay? You're dealing with people, and some people are on the edge, man. There's somebody, bro, there's so many people that are living on the edge it's somebody that probably got a loaded pistol and they driving around wishing a nigga would. Mm-hmm. They are wishing. They don't care if it's the cops, the president, the motherfucking Wendy's. They about to let loose on your ass. They don't even care. Mm-hmm. People are, man, and you can do that shit to the wrong person, man, and I pray that you don't. I remember one time uh, there was some lady that I was, okay, are you familiar with, uh, well, yeah, you are, off of, uh, I think it's real. I think it's real right there. You know where the McDonald's is and you got the Wendy's across the street right there. And then you yeah. got uh, Bottoms Up Coffee on the corner. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was driving north on real. Mm-hmm. And I had to swerve around this lady because she was sitting in the middle of the fucking street at night. Mm-hmm. And then when she did that, I went around her and then I put my flashes on. I started high beam and I seen the cop. And I said, hey, hey. And the cop looked at me like, what's going on? What's going on? I said, it's a lady in the street. He's like, what? What? I said, there's a fucking lady in the street, dude. And he was like, oh, oh. So your predisposition you had towards me, like I was bringing you trouble. Motherfucker, I'm trying to save a life. Mm -hmm. There's a lady sitting. That that was what she was doing was suicidal. It was dark outside. She had dark clothes on. It was about 1030 at night. And I think that McDonald's had just closed, so it was even less lights mm-hmm. in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. The next person that came would have fucked that just lady ran up. her over. Oh, they would have fucked her up and be like, nah, she's homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on her. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on her. It's all right. <laughs> ah, speed bump. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yo, that's wild, bro. <laughs> ah, these homeless need get a job. <laughs> poof, poof. <laughs> Clean yourself up. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine some ex- like hyper conservative older man? He hits her with his big ass truck. He's like, these people need to get jobs. 
If she had a job, she wouldn't be sitting in the middle of the street. <laughs> Fucking liberals. <laughs> oh, man. BBD is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Now here it goes, here it goes, here it goes, here it goes. Older, very older conservative man with a big lifted truck. He's in the car with his grandson, right? They're driving down real. They fucking plow, plow this girl over. Boom, hit her. See what happens when you do drugs? See what happens when you do drugs? If she didn't do drugs and she had her life together, I would have not hit her with my truck. <laughs> Yeah, they for sure victim blaming. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh bro, that's oh man. But yeah, that that was a, a real account, man. Mm-hmm. And uh I just say, hey, look, my my um my take on this is not to shit on Bakersfield Police Department. I feel like we do need law and order as people. Only because, you know, if we could police ourselves, we would be doing it. I think, I won't say we would be doing it. We wouldn't have the power to do that. But either way, I don't think we could. We live in a country where we literally, like, people died over Popeye's chicken sandwiches, man. Mm -hmm. Like, people got beat up over toilet paper during the pandemic. I just don't think we have the ability to police ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what the police are good for. They're good for calling, you know, if, if maybe you might have to file a restraining order. The police are good for documentation. Things of that nation, things of that nature, right? So we do need the police, but we need the police to do better, man. Mm-hmm. You can't be out here fucking with people flashing lights in their face, dude. That's just not safe. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, you know, there's no logical reason for it. I've I've had it happen to me a couple times where I'm just driving. It's, you, a lot of times you can't even tell it's a police officer until they flash in the lights and like all in your thing. And you're like, dang, what the heck? But yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's one of those things where... You know, obviously it happens at night, but it's one of those things where you just minding your business. You know, you're yeah. not you're not driving, you're not speeding, you're not doing nothing. Most of the time, it happens is just you just driving down a regular, you know, uh, neighborhood or whatever the case may be, and a police just bored. It's, it's 11 p.m. and they just need something to do. Like, huh? Blacks, who is going on here? <laughs> what is he doing over here? <laughs> hey, ma'am, are you on drugs? <laughs> And they'll be like, no, all right, have a good night. <laughs> I, the police be bored sometimes. This is a drug check. Anybody here on drugs? <laughs> is there anybody here on drugs? <laughs> no, we're just homeless, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Speed bump. <laughs> I, think, I think the thing about it is somebody being on drugs or being homeless it still doesn't mean you have the right to just devalue them. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are probably some cops that once they get out there and they see a homeless person, and like the su- the subject matter is like a homeless person or someone on drugs, mm-hmm. and they come up and they get, they're like, so, sir, where do you live? I don't have a house, man. I'm homeless. You know, mm-hmm. that's like the universal homeless voice. <laughs> I don't have a home, man. I'm homeless. It's kind of just disoriented. Like, I don't even know where I'm at, man. I'm just homeless, you know? <laughs> and they're like, look here, you piece of shit, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would put you in the back of my car and, and take you downtown, but you stink. I seen, a wild, I seen a wild scenario where, like, you know, sometimes these homeless people, they be, like, just stealing stuff. 
mm-hmm. and it'll be like a basket from a store that's like in L.A. or something. Like, how, how the fuck is that out here? This nigga puts a shopping cart from L.A. to Bakersfield. God how do you damn. get an Ikea basket out here? I- <laughs> <laughs> Why you got a plastic bag from Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Bakersfield, bro? <laughs> Oh, this nigga got a plate of food from Dave and Buster's before it came to Bakersfield. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's wild. Like, how you got an old steak from Ruth Chris out here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wild. Roscoe's, that's comedy. Yeah, that's wild. Sometimes you see some shit out here, like, bro, how did they do that? (laughs) They let you put this card on the bus, nigga? What the fuck happened? Yeah, that's comedy. Man, I've seen some shit, though, bro. Like, the homelessness way up north is wild. Way up north, like Sacramento. Uh-huh. I remember I was going out to Chico to get a load. Mm-hmm. And um, this is not even that long ago. This probably had to be, it happened last year for sure. Probably, like, um, at the top of the year, maybe January, February last year. Yeah. So I'm headed up there to grab a load. And on the side of the road, there's like a homeless camp, like legitimate homeless camp. There's like tents out there and shit. And this dude was barbecuing. Like it was basically there's an overpass right here that I'm on. And you can look over to the right. And on the street was the camp. Mm-hmm. And he had barbecue with meat on the grill. And the smoke was coming onto the freeway. I was like, shit, that smelled kind of good. Mm-hmm. I might have to see that homeless barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Whole time, that nigga probably was cooking a rat on that motherfucker. Oh, man. Yeah. Unsanitized cooking utensils. Oh, no. Man, hey, look. It is what it is. And then in L.A., I was in, uh, where is it at? Uh, not Downey. Uh, near, kind of near Downey, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of near Firestone Boulevard off of, uh, I forgot what that's called, but it's kind of in the Downey area. Mm-hmm. The homelessness there is a little weird too, but uh, off topic, Downey, they got a McDonald's out there in Downey. It's a very old McDonald's. It's one of the only places that still makes the fried apple pie. Oh. Nigga, whenever I'm out there, I'm finna stop at that McDonald's. Why Why is that? Because they don't make fried apple pies they no more. They all now. baked. Yeah. But them old apple pies that was fried, they had the cinnamon on them. Mm-hmm. Oh my right. god! I them. love them things. Man. I haven't, man. I was just thinking um, the other day, like, dang, I'm about to stop at McDonald's and get some lunch one of these days because it's just so expensive now. But the food, I mean, I can't front. The food is good. Like yeah. the pies, if you get the pie with the little ice cream, fire. Then you get the uh, get your little chicken McNuggets. Now they got the thing where it's like you could get a Big Mac at full price, and you can get one extra like ten piece or another Big Mac for a dollar. So I think McDonald's trying to bring some deals back. What's funny about McDonald's is it says, it says uh, in 1992 McDonald's switched from frying its apple pies to baking. Uh, to quell health concerns, today nearly every McDonald's in America serves baked apple pies that are somewhat healthier than beloved fried version. Nigga, it's pie. <laughs> Ain't never meant There's to be healthy. sugar and stuff anyways. Yeah, this shit killing you anyways. Fry it. <clears throat> Throw it all in the fucking fryer. Yeah. And and I disagree with this. They said in 92 they stopped. That's a lie. I think they stopped like maybe regional or certain places. But I'm going to tell you right now, 
the McDonald's on real was serving them motherfucking fried apple pies until like 2009. Mm. I I know I'm not tripping. I know I'm not tripping. Because mm-hmm. I remember getting them fried. They say, <clears throat> we could drop a fresh batch for you. And I'm like, cool. And then the, the apple pie will come out so hot. And I was so impatient. I was willing to burn my mouth to eat that motherfucker. <laughs> right, yeah. Just not... Just working at McDonald's, obviously there was some stuff that was extremely nasty. Yeah. But there was some stuff that you just seen that was like, yo, this is like the this is the peak of fast food. Mm-hmm. Like when you put that pie in the little toaster oven or whatever, put it in there for like I think it'd be like eight minutes or something like that. Put it in there and when it drop, and then you you know, you about to take your lunch. So you just grab a couple of those, take your lunch or whatever. And just smack the mugs down on your little thirty minute, twenty Man, minute break. If I was at McDonald's, I'd be making, I'd be making science, I'd be making science projects. And uh, yeah, I think you so- can only you can only do that though when it's like when it's like extremely slow. If and it's like super early or super late, mm. you can't be doing that midday because the owner might walk in. It's gonna mm. be a store manager lurking around. But yeah, man, I think I seen somebody do this, but I think they took like an apple pie and a McDouble. And like a uh, uh, like a chicken uh, crispy chicken patty, and they put it all in one bun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that shit look nasty, but it's probably fire. <sighs> I can't do it. A hot you know apple what be, pie. <clears throat> you know what be fire? What? We used to do this like me and the homie Clay. Shout out to Clay. I want. I don't know where he at these days, but um, he we used to be unloading the truck and putting all the stuff in the refrigerator and the freezer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the the cookies are are cold they come really? like they come baked but they freeze them so what? yeah so they're already <clears> cooked or no yeah they're already cooked wow yeah so they they um they just cook they bake them mm-hmm. freeze them and mm-hmm. then like you basically just warming them up wow so um so they would come through and he would slide he was like hey man like he it, it was almost i don't even know how to describe it but like it's it's almost like say we was like we was like the low man on the totem, like some street, like some corner corner boys kind of mm-hmm. selling drugs or whatever like that. Yeah. And then we sell, you know, we selling, you know, we and we get, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there. And then uh, you know, we get to take the money back to back to the plug or whatever. Yeah. And he like, hey bro, take take five, ten dollars out of that. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta send the whole thing back. So that was kind of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, Man, take man, take some cookies. We work hard over here. You know, we getting paid a little bit of money. We work hard, so take I some heard cookies. That. So yeah, so I would take like the some chocolate chip cookies, but they was fire. Oh yeah, they're good. Like fro, but that but the frozen ones, like you mm-hmm. know, we would eat them straight off the you know straight off the truck. Oh yeah, y'all niggas breaking y'all teeth out of these <clears throat> cookies. It was like a little ice cream, like kind of kind of really. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Wow, so they'd be thawing as y'all was doing the work, mm-hmm. and then you come back. Oh wow, yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I want to try? I never tried it. Is uh the fi- I, I'm a fan of their filet of fish. People be talking shit like, yeah, I like the filet. Oh, that's nasty. How could you eat that? Shut the fuck. It's up. all nasty, bro. But it's good though. Man, I like. I would like to get a fish patty, and then get one of those crispy uh, chicken patties, but the spicy one. Double them up. Double them up. That might be fire. And put some motherfucking uh, tartar sauce on the bottom part, mm-hmm. and on the top put like some honey barbecue. Yeah, that might be fire. Woo! Yeah. McDonald's Science Project out this bitch. <laughs> that be, you might need to get your own meal, the Eddie meal. Oh, bro, that'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I would have a. I think I would have like a little a low key fire meal because you be? already know what I would do. I already know what you. You already do. know what I'm gonna do. Know. I'm gonna get the McDouble, mm-hmm. put the Mac sauce on that thing, and then uh, I might have like some fries, and then you know you might put my I don't know like some artwork on it or something like that. Do it like kind of like Saweetie did, but definitely the signature is gonna be the Mac sauce with the McDouble. It's yeah. something about Saweetie, man. I like her, bro. Yeah, yeah. She got like a cool little personality. She's a sweet, uh, sweet girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she uh, I don't know man, that BBL man. <laughs> BBL, I BBL I just don't be knowing like who's who's dating who now. Like yeah. when I see her, I'd be like, is she dating? I don't know if she dating YG or? No, um, I think she broke up with dude. Yeah, <clears throat> she was with Quavo for a minute. So ain't nobody forgot about Quavo pushing her down in that elevator. <laughs> yes, they did. That's yeah, they, out of sight, out of mind. Pretty much. That's crazy yeah. how people forget about it when you're an artist, like you're a talented artist. Mm-hmm. You just get away with shit. Yeah. I wonder if that nigga said an ab lib after he pushed her down. <laughs> like, I'll push it down. Push it down. <laughs> <laughs> push it. <laughs> push the weedy down in the elevator. Push it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sweetie, <laughs> like, look, period. I don't got time for you to push down in no elevator. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sweetie, man. Because mm-hmm. the thing about what thing that's special about her is she's not that popular for her music. Mm-hmm. She's just popular for like her personality on the internet. Yeah, yeah. She's doing her thing out here. Doing her thing, man. And she's mm-hmm. smart. She has a degree. Mm-hmm. So, I think she went to like USC or something. Yeah, she went to USC, man. <laughs> but she talked about something. I was just like, wow. She's <clears throat> like, she just liked to be like to herself, like mm-hmm. be out and about. Like she was at like a like a Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, Sweetie, is that you? Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, I just like to be out by myself. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. That's don't a do, little that's a little sketchy. Don't do that. Last don't, time we seen her, she was um she was at the USC game. Oh. With uh I don't think she was with Chris Brown. I think they try to make it seem like something, but Chris Brown was there too. Uh because there was like a seat in between them. So I imagine somebody was probably sitting there. They had an interview with Chris Brown recently. I forgot what it was on, but he was geeking like a motherfucker. About what? He was just like, Yeah, man, you're like his lower jaw was moving crazy. Ah, oh, dang. You better cut better stop. You see what happened to Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if you can run it, run it. <laughs> Probably a wild biopic coming in like 15 years. 15 yeah, I know. Years, yeah. yeah, that'd be crazy. It'll go all <laughs> the way back to when he was a child uh, a child actor. Not a child actor, but like a child artist. Mm-hmm. It'd be like before the video. He's like, Chris, we have to tell you to please stop hitting the young women <laughs> on the set, please. Oh, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's satire. It's satire, folks. God, I feel like it's gonna. This is gonna be like a full circle moment. It's gonna be one day, some somewhere. Chris Brown is gonna be in the proximity, and he might even be in a picture with us somewhere. And they'll be like, "That nigga Eddie used to dog out Chris Brown." Yeah, and I'd be like, "That was the past, man." Nah, I don't see it going like that. I'd be like, Chris, remember you used to beat women, man? That was crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I didn't know Chris knew karate. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we can wrap it up with this next one. All right. And it's uh, this more or less instead of a topic is just a conversation piece. So switching gears. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Recently, uh, last Friday to be more exact, I was headed to uh, a, a Kern refinery where I uh, deliver uh, I deliver a refinable fuel. And as I was turning into the facility, there was another truck in front of me that was really crawling in there. He's probably going like one mile an hour. And being as I'm hauling the hazardous material, I need to get out of the street. So I, I was waiting on the guy patiently in front of me, but I don't know if he was distracted or on his phone or what he was doing. But he was doing something very unsafe because he was keeping my tanker out into the street. Because the facility, in order to turn into it, you turn from the street and go inside of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, over 50% of my tanker is in the road. Mm -hmm. So, I won't say 50%. That's too much. I'm going to say, like, 35%. The back end of my trailer was still in the street. Mm -hmm. And there was traffic coming from behind me. So, eventually, I hit the air horn once. Like, the... Get the guy to move. Of course, we're trucks, and we're moving at a slow pace for safety purposes. But it is unsafe to have another truck behind you that's in the road. Like, that's just inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we're driving to the scale house, and I'm crawling behind this guy. And as the guy gets out of his truck, he's talking to somebody that works in the scale house. And you can always tell when someone's having a conversation about you. When the party is like looking at you, but also talking to somebody at the same time. Yeah. So to me, that's not much of my concern. My objective is to unload this truck and go home. I I don't really care what's going on. So the guy gets in this truck. Before he gets in the truck, he looks up inside the truck at me. I don't know if it was to be an intimidating factor or anything, but that dude's five foot tall. Just get in your truck and get the fuck off. (laughs) Short. Yeah, real short guy. Um, So he gets off. He drives off. And then I pull up. To the scale house, I get out of my truck. I go to give my work. I'll give my paper to the uh, the scale house guy. And his first statement towards me was, "Must be in a rush, huh? You in a rush, huh?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, man. I seen you blowing that horn, blowing your horn at that guy, man. He said you blew it at him a couple times." I said, "I blew the horn one time as a safety measure for him to get me out of the road." He's like. Yeah, but, I mean, he was saying this and this and that. And I was just like, look, man, that guy was doing something unsafe. I'm protecting myself. And then the guy has a nerd that I can see that guy looking at my truck as he's talking to you. And it's like, come on, man. Just, like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. The, the, scale house, the scale house rep said, hey, man, don't yell at me. This is literally what he said. Don't yell at me, man. I don't have nothing to do with it. And I'm like, I'm not even yelling at you, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get to why this story is important. Um, And I say, no, I'm not yelling at you, bro. I'm just telling you that that guy was being unsafe. He's like, yeah, but he's like, but just like, try not to do that, man. Just be calm, man. You're just, your energy is just not right. And I'm thinking to myself, this motherfucker really is, this guy, this guy had literally subscribed to a narrative before talking to two people. And the reason why I felt this was important to bring up is it is, it is the absence of thought and it is irresponsible to listen to one person and invalidate another person without hearing both sides of the story. Yeah. Imagine this. 
Imagine if a if a woman walked up to a cop and be like, "This man is beating me. He's beating me, and he's beating me, and he's beating me." I don't think she should be invalidated. I think the police officer should listen. But when the man walks in, right, and you say, "Hey, so you like to beat women, huh?" Mm-hmm. What you're doing is <clears throat> you're invalidating one person and believing the other one. Yeah, you're not even keeping an objective mind to listen to what else is going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing this up to let people know that these people should not be respected. Don't waste your time trying to explain yourself or anything. When a person has a predisposition about you, you need to catch it in real time while it's happening and say, oh, so this motherfucker just believes when people say anything about me. Well, guess what? I'm not going to explain anything. I'm going to say, okay, you got it. Mm -hmm. And make sure you keep it very short after that. I've had many conversations with this scale house representative you know, um, just regular convos. In each convo, we've have been very respectful and had, you know, good back and forth. And and for for that person to assume that I was being an aggressor or being disrespectful in any way was wild to me. Mm-hmm. It was wild to me, and um, it was to me. It's it's a situation that you're going to go through a lot in life because a lot of people do not know how to be objective. Mm-hmm. They just they just find somebody to blame and then they just stay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's weird, man. Mm-hmm. No, I think that it's a <clears throat> it's a a situation where it it runs rampant and that and that situation is is you know, you driving a truck, but I think uh-huh. it happens it happens to a lot of us in our lives. Where somebody has said something about you, right, and they haven't even got your side of the story, and they believe it, yeah, and 100%. you just kind of walking around like, mm-hmm. and even even in a situation where you'd be like, yo, it was just regular, it wasn't like it wasn't no mm-hmm. huge confrontation, it was just like mm-hmm. you know, I said this, they said that, and then we just kind of went on about our day, but then you like you you double back and you hear this story and you like. You know, like I heard you did this, or I heard you did that. And right? You're like, Yo, I, that wasn't even the situation at all. Right? I, I'm into. Obviously, there's <clears throat> everything is perspective, right? So, from his perspective, you were probably rushing him or something. From your perspective, mm-hmm. you were telling him to to move out of the way. But at the end of the day, I'm into like the cold hard facts of the matter. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that he went up there and he told this big story about how mm-hmm. you were being aggressive and all right. this other stuff. And, and even the fact that, you know, you said you blew the horn once and he was saying that you blew it a couple times. That's like, ridiculous. That's what he added. You just adding extras on to it to fit some sort of narrative that this guy is some, you know, being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for him to know like who you are before you hop out of the truck? Who? The, the, the guy behind you. The guy behind no, you mean, I mean the guy in front of you. I don't. I don't. Well, if it maybe if he pulled up and got out and talked to me, because he could pull up in front of the scale, mm-hmm. and then I can stage, and he'll get out and talk to me. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing too. No, I'm saying like before, like so for you know he's in front of you. He he parks his truck or whatever, and then he talks to the guy at the scale. Is there a way for him to know like who you are? No. Just, oh, okay. Gotcha. No, mm-hmm. not unless he was like <clears throat> literally walk way over there. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you made a good point. There are people in this world that will talk about you, right? And they'll talk about you to other people and say, well, Eddie said this and that. That's crazy. If people subscribe to that without talking to the, to, to you, listen, folks, if people subscribe to it without talking to you, fuck all of them and the person that told them. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck all of them. Anybody that would just believe something without even talking to you, they never liked you. Yeah. They never fucking liked you. If if they say, well, uh, you know, Maria lied and she stole money from me. Mm-hmm. And then they got, and then you got nine people that got a story about Maria. Mm-hmm. And Maria just minding her fucking business. Mm-hmm. She don't even know what's going on. And then by the time she finds out that something's happening, she's like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. I've mm-hmm. never taken anything from anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I heard that you took it. Mm-hmm. When a person is adamant to saying, oh, I heard you. Oh, so you believe it. You just happen to be the only one dumb enough to tell me. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. We, we're too old to be gossiping. We're too old to not be like intentional, mm-hmm. like and and respectful towards others. So when that dude told me, "Oh, so you're you're in a rush today, huh?" That was an assumptious statement that he made towards me. That's basically telling me subliminally, subliminally, that I've already subscribed to a narrative about you, mm-hmm. and I and I believe that person over you. Which, in the first place, I should never have to plead my fucking case. Did anybody die in this situation? Did anybody get hurt in this situation? No, right? Let's move the fuck on then. Yeah. But it's grown-ass men out here that want to try to sell a story and a narrative. And this dude was trying to sell the narrative hard. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he was rushing me, and he blew his horn twice. That's what the air horn is for, motherfuckers, to wake people like you up. (laughs) Yeah, you need to get out the way, man. And I feel like when it comes to me being patient, especially in traffic, mm-hmm. I've I've reduced my reactions to people in general by at least thirty five percent over the past few years. Mm-hmm. There are people that do some straight ignorant shit, mm-hmm. and I'll be on the phone with Keith or you know whoever else, and I'm just like just keeping it calm, mm-hmm. and I just get around those people or drive past them or whatever the case. Because I'm never going to see that person again. Mm-hmm. So I don't always have to be reactionary towards people. Mm-hmm. The dude that I blew the horn at, he could have came to me as a man and said, hey, man, I don't know what's going on, but I don't appreciate you hitting me with the horn. And then I could explain, hey, man, I apologize you felt that way, but it wasn't safe for me because my tanker was still in the road. That's why I blew the <laughs> horn. And then from there, we could have moved on. But if you stand there at that door like a coward and you talk to the fucking scale house guy, and you're staring at me, but you won't come address me like a man, then you take your bitch ass on then. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time trying to, you know, convince somebody about me when you didn't address me like a man. I blew the horn at you because you were in the fucking road. Yeah. If you don't like it, come talk to me. And mm-hmm. we could, and, and I swear to God, I'm not going to be yelling and screaming at you. Even if you have a visceral reaction, if I don't have any malice on my end, I'm going to be like, hey, man. I can understand why you mad, but trust me, there was no malicious intent behind me blowing the horn. Mm-hmm. It was only to protect myself because I have a flammable product that I'm hauling. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that that traffic coming behind me didn't hit my fucking tanker. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I think the biggest thing is for the person receiving like a story or a version of a story, just understand that that's just a version of a story, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I, and I've seen that multiple, multiple times. And, and, you know, sometimes it's it's, uh, difficult to remain objective because you're hearing the story from somebody you're, you know, very familiar with. Right. But I've seen on multiple occasions, like, you know, there's a, um, I won't say the situation, but there's a, 
um, there was a case, you know, a pretty big case out here in Bakersfield. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, somebody was telling me one version of the story. And I kind of ran with that for the whole, you know, a whole two years. And then I finally heard the other side, you know, from, from uh-huh. the other people that were in the, in the case. And I was like, oh, you know, and uh-huh. not to say that neither one of them is right. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Uh-huh. But it just gives you a whole different perspective on, you know, on people and, um, you know, uh, and you and you get to see like, um, I guess in that in that particular situation, you get to see why people's lives turned out the way they did. Because mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, he he kind of wronged people, and and that's kind of what it is. That's why, that's why his life looks like this. That's why people don't you know didn't 100%. show up to the funeral and X Y and Z. So, I think that um, <clears throat> it's just important to. When you do hear these stories, like understand that it's just a point of view. That's all it is. Yeah. Also, when you're having a conversation or you're explaining something or whatever, and a person takes something as an attack when it's just it's just literal conversation, stop talking to that person. Mm-hmm. Because when a person is taking everything you say as an attack, then just imagine how horrible it must be to be either uh, a friend to that person or... Uh, if you're in a relationship with somebody like that, I feel bad for anybody that knows someone like that. It's hard to talk to people that don't listen, you know. Yeah, and, and you're just people that just interpret your conversation, you know. And I, I, I despise that the most out of anything. When you can say like, "Hey, how's your day going?" and they're like, you know, "Are you calling me ugly?" Like, oh my god, like, the worst talk- fucking what people are you talking about. I see how your day was. Doing. It's like it, at that point, it's like this might be the last conversation we ever have. Your insecurities about yourself are so fucking wild. It is not my job to validate your feelings. <clears throat> I'm, I can, you could be making a statement about like drugs, like man, drugs is ruining people in Kern County. I don't do drugs. I, I've never done drugs. <laughs> I, I didn't say you did, motherfucker. I just said drugs are ruining yeah. people. I didn't say you. Yeah. It wasn't a singular conversation. It was just I meant the, just plural. Yeah. Or general, mm-hmm. like people that, and it's it's I don't even know how to express that. They're just. There's certain character traits in people that are so off-putting. Mm-hmm. The fact that you would take a basic conversation as an attack, in addition to you subscribing to a narrative without talking to two people, you're really just a piece of shit as a human being. Mm-hmm. You are below shit. Mm-hmm. So here's how you handle these people, like I mentioned earlier. One, you keep it short-ended. Once you've evaluated that person in real time, mm-hmm. like once you concurrently have evaluated, oh, like I think you I think you get better at reading people as you get older and the more people you deal with. Mm-hmm. Once you've processed that this person has a very low emotional intelligence, what you do from that point is say, oh, I'm, all the extra conversation that we've had is dead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it professional and I'm going to keep it short. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you have a nice weekend, brother. All right, now. That's it. That's all you get from me. Mm-hmm. You don't get no little extra conversations here and there. None of it. Yeah. Because it's crazy how you could talk to somebody multiple times. I'm not saying that they're your best friend or anything, but you have these little conversations. And through conversation, you see the nuance and the layers in people. Mm-hmm. See, when you talk, like when me and Keith are on here talking for an hour and a half, two hours, you get to know me and Keith on a deeper level because you can't bullshit a motherfucker for two hours. Mm-hmm. The real you comes out. You can't hide it on podcasts. That's why podcasts are awesome. Mm-hmm. But during those conversations we've had, me and this individual, I would assume he would see my temperament and who I am. 
and the layers of who I am as a person. Mm Because I started to get to know him. Mm -hmm. However, you don't get to see everything. And I did not ever see that in that person. Mm -hmm. I never seen that in them. And when he pulled that shit, I'm like, oh, Lord, no. Yeah, they was waiting for, they probably was waiting on that opportunity. Like, Mm. you might have been cordial. Y'all might have, you know, talked, Mm -hmm. but he probably had that in the back of his mind, like, you know. Yeah, predisposition Mm -hmm. or some form of a microaggression. You can't put anything past anybody. It, it, It was just, that was the thing that validated the idea that he had already. You know, your conversations was kind of like it was pushing back on his his the the narrative that he had. Mm, it's pushing back on his predisposition. Yeah, so he like, yeah, this guy's actually pretty cool. And then as soon as you mm-hmm. hit that horn, it was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's one of them. Come on, buddy. I thought he was one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the same, bro. And this is a problem with everybody though, too. Uh-huh. It 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 goes it goes this this. I think that this. This transcends race, everything. Mm. Like, there could be, how do I put this? Imagine you, you're, uh, imagine it's a woman, right? Imagine you're a woman and you've been an electrician for the past 15 years, right? And you've, you've been doing a great job and you do a job for a particular company. And one of the male bosses comes to the woman and he says, oh, you're an electrician. Oh, that's cool. Um, so you, you know what you're doing, right? That's a, that's like a microaggression. And that's also you already having a predisposition about this woman that she's a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, like she doesn't know the difference between a fucking red wire and a blue one. Mm -hmm. Like, like, uh, how many women does it take to uh, unscrew a light bulb? Yeah. It's like stupid little jokes. Yeah, man. Cam Newton got fucked up by that years ago where there was a woman talking about routes and he's like, yo, it's just real, it's real funny to hear like women talk about routes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, come on, Cam, you Mm -hmm. gotta, you you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. Cam Newton, it was an interviewer or, or excuse me, a, a, a sports journalist that Mm -hmm. was asking him questions. He's like, Mm -hmm. I just think it's like oh. funny to talk about like routes, <laughs> and it's like, bro, I, 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 you, it may have not been any malice on his end, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he kind of had like a preposition mm-hmm. idea of what this woman, mm-hmm. um, was supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you, you got to stop fucking doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I think that. Yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, we just gotta we gotta we gotta realize that every story is just a point of view, and every um, and we gotta we gotta like you said, we gotta realize like when you are in these situations where people are treating you like this, it's like you can't do nothing about it. But you know, like you said, thoughts and prayers. You just kind of keep them at a high, high and by basis, and and you know, don't take it, don't try to take it out on these people. Cause they gonna have they they gonna have their opinions regardless. As yeah. soon as you walk into the room, there there's already like a story or a narrative about you. You can't do nothing about it. I've I've had and and I don't know if they even realize it. And I'm not quick to call nobody a racist or nothing like that. But I've had conversations where they like, uh, I will be I'll be talking to just some random like you know middle aged white guy and we're just kicking the shit and they'll be like, yeah man, he's like. You know, life can be tough, man. I know, you know, your mom probably had it. You should probably had it pretty tough, you know. <laughs> You're thinking like, I was raised by a single father, actually, for one. <laughs> and for you to make a statement like that, I don't think you realize what you just did. Yeah. 
you know? So I'm going to cut you some slack on that. Mm-hmm. But you just assume I came from a single mother household and I just met you. Mm-hmm. It's just it's wild how people think. Mm-hmm. We have to start working on how we think. Yeah. We, this is all of us. This includes all of us. And I think we're all, we're, we'll gu- we're guilty of it in a certain way. But I think you start doing, when you really start to learn and know yourself, you start to do a lot of more reverse engineering on how you think. Yeah. You really do, man. Because mm-hmm. I've had some thoughts like, oh, man, this person like this, man, they doing this or that. And it's yeah. like I've had a sample size of knowing this person. How about I just shut the fuck up? I don't know them as much as I should know them. Yeah, 100%. I just had that happen to me the other day. I had, um, I had, uh, I, I'm shooting a movie, so, and I wanted to have, like, you know, these little biker kids that be running around doing the willies and stuff like that. Um, so oh, I yeah. seen a group of them, and I was like, oh, that's my opportunity to go, like, talk to them. Um, so I went up to a group of them. I was like, what's up, fellas? Um, I was like, yo, I'm shooting a movie. I'm looking for, um, you know, like one of the bikers, you know, is anybody interested in, you know, auditioning for the movie? And the dude, he wasn't really like, he kind of had his back turned to me. He was like, he was kind of like, kind of like pointing over there. And then I was like, uh, okay. So I went over and talked to the dude and I was like, yo, what's up, man? I'm shooting a movie. Um, you know, I was wondering, interested if you, uh, wondering if you were interested in being in it. And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, just take down my Instagram, like hit me up and let me know like the details and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, for sure. Appreciate it. So I dip off, I, I come into the office and then I come, uh, I come back down and, um, I was just kind of left with the impression, like this dude kind of like, he kind of like, like, kind of like, uh, he wasn't really paying attention to what I was saying. Like he kind of di- like dissed me in a, in a way. He invalidated <clears throat> you on the spot. Yeah. It felt like, 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 huh, he's shooting a movie. Then I, then I seen him like they were kind of having a conversation amongst themselves and he was just kind of like, it looked like they was like talking about me. So I was like, dang, dog. Like, this is who people are. <clears throat> but that's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So I go up, I come back down, and, um, you know, I, wa- I, walk, I walk past the, 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 like, the bikers again. It was, it was basically one guy, and then it was a couple people around him, and he was fixing their bike and airing their bike up and stuff like that. So when I came down, he, um, he was like, hey, bro, like, wh- what's your movie about? Or he was like, what's your music video about? And I was like, oh, it's actually a movie. And I, and I was like, you know, it's a movie about this rapper and blah, 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 blah. And uh, we just had like a short, like little two or three minute conversation. Mm-hmm. And he was just telling me like he's, you know, trying to get back on his feet. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to work at the little bike store. And, mm-hmm. you know, that he's like, you know, just staying out of trouble and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say like I, I kind of had a, um opinion of him, you know, when I walked in, and and I don't know if he was actually talking about me. He might have just been saying like, "Oh man, that's cool." Like he's shooting a music video. I don't know what he actually said. Yeah. But when I came down, I was left with the impression that like, you know, he was actually cool. He just kind of has like a quirky, mm. kind of quirky uh, behavior. But yeah, we Taylor Swift moment, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I know you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, that was key. Yep. So. But yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I think this this happens more than what we think, and I think we go through our daily lives without like checking ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I just I I wanted to bring this conversation up just so people could be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's it could be it could even be your spouse is doing this shit. Mm-hmm. You could tell your spouse like, hey, I want to get into real estate, and they're like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, yeah. are you sure you want to try that? Because you know mm-hmm. what happened when you tried the last thing. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. they they have they they already have a disposition about you. Mm-hmm. And they may love you, but there are elements of them that have the same mm-hmm. like the same qualities as the people you probably don't even like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I could talk to him blue in the face, man, so I'll spare you guys. <laughs> okay? Well, it looks like we made it to the end of this thing, man. Um, hope we brought some light to your your Monday, man. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the top of the year, mm-hmm. and you'll be seeing a lot more from us. Yep. Um, the, the, I'll, I don't even want to mention it. It's no point. Yeah, just... just, it just we'll, we'll, we've got some more stuff. we got some more stuff coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we appreciate you. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>